It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Mary Hunt was not always a personal finance expert, but she lived through a financial crisis and her family emerged with a healthier view on the value of money and the danger of debt. It took them 13 years to pay off over $100,000 in unsecured debt, but Mary is on a mission to help other families learn from her mistakes. And this best-selling author has written another book called Raising Financially Confident Kids. And Mary Hunt's joining us today on Amy's Table. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, Amy. Nice to talk with you again. You too. I think you give such solid advice in your columns, in your books, in your appearances. And it's really good to start them young, right? Get those kids financially confident. Oh, boy, it sure is, because everything in our society is doing all it can to make sure that they that they aren't. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Well, so it really does start with how the parents behave, right? We should sort of model that healthy, healthy money management behavior. Absolutely. You know, I think parents are very cognizant of that fact in all other areas of their lives. I mean, I, I am... I am so impressed when I see how parents are raising their young children to be, you know, re- early readers and to expose them to, to wonderful music and art and museums and, and they're careful not to, to speak harshly and, you know, say adult words around kids. Right. They're careful of all of that. But they forget what kids are picking up on the way that they handle their money and they live their lives. They forget that, pe- that, pe- that kids see that. Absolutely, it's true. So if you're going and, and charging things you can't afford and then displaying that you, you can't uh, make it till the next payday, that's what a child thinks they should do, even if it looks painful, I guess. Well, it's true, and it's something as as innocuous, perhaps, as, as paying for a meal with a piece of plastic or driving through and getting money out of an ATM. Children don't understand this. What they see is mommy and daddy have a piece of plastic, they put it in a wall, it makes some noise, out comes some money, and they get to keep the money and the piece of plastic, too. I mean, it's like a magical life. And so we're teaching our children early on that we can have whatever we want if we've got plastic. And, I, you know, people might say, oh, come on. You know, it's just part of our lives. It is. But children don't have the ability to understand the abstract thought of um, money in the bank, to back up a piece of plastic, and all of that kind of thing. So I just think it's so much better to teach children using real money, allow them to see you saving it, talking of how you you make choices, uh, that we, we don't ever spend all that we have. We give some away. Money is important to us. It takes care of us. God sends us into our lives. You know, I mean, there's so many wonderful lessons parents can teach in that way. Uh, you know, that makes so much sense when you mention that the kids just think it's this plastic. And, and is is part of the money conversation telling them how it's earned and... You know, that as well. I mean, how far back in the money chain do you go? Well, you know, I think you have to handle it according to their age. Right. You know, a two-year-old is going to be a whole different story than like a 10-year-old. And there comes a point when children can understand those abstract things. But, but I think very simple, simple talking about money. I mean, make it as ordinary as doing the laundry. We make our bed. We make our meals. We clean the house. We take care of our money. Uh, we don't leave it laying around the house. We 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 respect it. Mm-hmm. Daddy goes to mommy goes to work. Mommy gets a paycheck. We use this money very carefully to, to to fill our needs. This is life. This is how we do. And and children love these concepts of saving. You know, in the book I teach uh, in not only the story of our two boys and and what we went through raising them, um, but but uh, I've got do's and don'ts for for parents. You know, for preschoolers, uh, for older children. And and my thought is that we've got these kids for about 18 years, you know. 
uh, these days a little bit longer, but perhaps we don't have as much influence over them as they get older. You know, those are precious years, and you really, really can raise financially competent kids if you just do a few key things. And and uh, in this book, I, I tell about my husband and I, how I was coming out of this horrible, horrible dark place in my life financially, not wanting my kids to turn out the way that I had turned out. <laughs> that was kind of the impetus for the whole book. So really being driven by your children is what turned you around financially. That's pretty amazing. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Mary Hunt. She's the founder of Debt Proof Living and the author of Raising Financially Confident Kids. And Mary, I wonder, you know, you mentioned preschoolers even. What are some specific activities you can do with a preschooler to well, teach them? Right, and you know, I've got some, I've got some hands-on lessons these days because I have a precious little three-year-old grandson. You know, it's amazing what he understands. He has three banks. His mom and daddy set this up. He's got a bank for giving, for saving, and for spending. Now they put him on an allowance. Now he only gets a quarter a week, but he doesn't get a quarter. He gets uh, two dimes and a nickel, and he puts them into the banks. And he understands this: that when you get money, first thing you do is you manage it. You manage your money first. You stipulate what you're going to do with it, where it goes, and then you spend it accordingly. So, and and I'm teaching him to count and to do matching and and uh, sorting using coins. I mean, a big pile of coins. He can put all the pennies into one cup, all the nickels into another. He understands this now, and it's just it's amazing to me. And I have no doubt he'll grow up with a different kind of sense of money than some children who've not been given that opportunity. Yeah, that's just brilliant. I love that. And and you're right, a three-year-old can pick up on that, and a three-year-old can be excited about gifting someone and seeing their savings grow. And then also, I'm sure, excited about handing it off to somebody and getting something back. <laughs> yeah, not, no kidding, that's right. Yeah, that's really great. Well, so, of course, you can start pretty young, is it too late at any point if somebody's got their, you know, 17-year-old who's just spending all of her paycheck or whatever to be able to help her, coach her? Well, I don't, I, I, it's, it's too late if the kids have already left home, of course. But right. I say in the book that, that I believe as long as children are under your authority and you are supporting them financially, it's never too late. And that's why I say there's a section in there on how to catch up. The whole premise behind raising financially confident kids is to allow your children to make their own independent financial decisions while they're still over the safety net of your home, your authority, and that's hard. Oh, my goodness. You can't believe how many people read the book and the plan that we came up with with our boys, which I'll just give you a little hint. We named them... We made a big deal about it. When they entered grade six, we we bestowed upon them uh, the honor of becoming official Hunt financial managers. Wow. They were allowed to manage part of our our family's income, our resources. It sound, I got your attention, didn't I? Yes. And that's how the kids have responded as well. But the truth is, Amy, is that all we did was we put into their possession money we were going to spend on it anyway. Ah, I mean, interesting. If you've got kids at home and you think that it doesn't cost you, you're crazy. Oh, right. <laughs> They're expensive little creatures. <laughs> always handing out money. Now, we might be paying the store owner or the school teacher or the summer camp director or the music lesson person, the haircuts, the clothes, all of those things. You know, mommy and daddy have always got the purse strings. And they're passing out the money. Kids think there's no end to it. Yeah. What we did was we, and you know, I, I go into detail in the book how exactly how we did this, but we... We determined about what we were spending on our boys each month that we were giving them, you know, willingly. Yeah. But still, it was on an open-ended thing. We never knew exactly, and it, and it caused a lot of trouble in our home because 
our boys could rip through money like you can't believe oh, it. Oh, they sure can. I mean, all it was kids a big can. big deal for our boys to play video games. They were 25 cents each, you know. They could go through $10 worth of quarters in about three minutes, you know, and then it's, well, where's the rest of the money? And we want more and more and more. So, in, in essence, in that example, at the beginning of the month, we gave them that $10. And we said, look, this is for video games. This is all you're going to get for video games for the entire month. We put a name on it. We chose to call it salary rather than allowance. Uh, it just had a new name. It gave our boys a reason to perk up their ears and pay attention. There were rules involved. We had very strict rules about salary in our family. You're part of our family, part of our community. You receive money. You must manage it according to our rules. You have to give away 10%. You have to save 10% in a real bank. Uh, not a piggy bank, a real bank with a teller, you know, and deposit slips. And then you're able to do whatever you want with what remains. Oh, by the way, here's your responsibility list. Now, let's look at this. On this list are things that Mommy and Daddy are never, ever going to pay again as long as you live on the face of the earth. Do you understand this? Wow. We're never going to give you money for quarter, quarters for video games at the pizza parlor or wherever. It's our, our boys are now, by i got to tell you, they're 37 and 38, so this was years ago. Yeah. But i tell you something. I've got a couple of proofs of how this process worked. Oh, that's great. And you know what? You're right, though. It translates. I mean, whether it's quarters for video games, whatever, how it changes, it translates and totally makes sense. And yeah, putting the yeah. power in their hands gives them that confidence. And after all, that's what you're saying is financially confident kids. That's right. Mary, you yeah. give such good advice. I just oh, love your you, advice. Amy. I'm going to put all of your information on amystable.com, but where can we send people for more information about you? Oh, please. I've got two sites for you. Now, t- listen carefully. The first is DebtProofLiving.com. That's our main website. It's DebtProofLiving.com. And since we spoke last time, Amy, we've opened a separate site for my daily blog. And it's Everyday Cheapskate. That's all my, one long word, EverydayCheapskate.com. A lot of fun. People are going to learn how to save time and money every day. That's perfect. Well, Mary Hunt, thank you so much. We're all going to be taking this advice and raising more fun, financially confident kids. Thanks, thank Mary. You. Thanks. Bye-bye. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q. It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com.